Good morning and welcome. It's that time once again, the Patriot Radio News Hour, live on this Monday, December the 4th. It's actually starting to feel like, well, winter time here in the Valley of the Sun. It was actually, it was cold this morning. I had the heat on in the car on the way to work. Uh, Still got my shorts on, though, so it's not that cold. I hope all of you have had a fantastic weekend. for those of you that have been paying attention, we were my son was in the state football championships this weekend uh, down at U of A in Tucson. Uh, they they lost in in the finals. They were thirteen and zero, their first loss of the year in the state championship game. Uh, obviously disappointing. It it really was. The, those kids. Uh, there were thirty four seniors on that team. Uh, it was an emotional time, but all in all, what a great year. Uh, congratulations to, to Centennial. Uh, they were the team that we lost to. They were just, they were fantastic. They really, really were very uh, classy people, too, which makes it, uh, you know, makes it better because that's really what high school sports is all about. And and can, my hat's off to them. Matter of fact, who, uh, I think Saguaro was the 4A champ, Chandler uh, the 6A, and then Centennial in the 5A. Uh, had a great time down in Tucson. Uh, they really uh, put on a really good event, and and I know that uh, it was something that uh, my kid will never forget. And both of my kids, my younger one was he he got to dress for the game uh, as a freshman, so that was exciting as well. Uh, but uh, you, the good news was uh, we fell behind early and kind of stayed behind the whole game, so. Uh, I have a voice, and if we had won, I probably wouldn't even be able to do a show today. So <laughs> I guess there's a silver lining. Uh, I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of Patriot Trading Group. The physical delivery of wealth insurance is what we do. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. Uh, and, you know, with so many, we got Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. I mean, we got it all out there. Uh, the medals program, of course, the, the articles, the videos, everything you need to be informed at your disposal at allamericangold.com. A lot to talk about. Uh, the tax cuts. Remember on Friday when we were doing the show, we crazy markets, right? The Dow was way up, and then it was way down, and gold was down, and silver was down, then they were up, all on an erroneous report. Yes, more fake news. It was ABC who had put out that that, that Flynn was going to testify that Donald Trump had indeed uh, told him to take a meeting with the Russians uh, that turned out to be fake news. Uh, go figure, you know. So uh, that 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 once that came to light, and, and ABC issued a retraction, uh, the market kind of recovered. And, and here's where we're at: the Senate passed the tax cuts fifty-one forty-nine, uh, and now it's uh, they're in the in with the House, and what they're trying to do is mediate the difference between the two bills to come up with a new bill, Uh, but but it looks as though, uh, barring some major issue that I don't foresee, the tax cuts will happen. Uh, We had several different people voicing uh, 
opinions on the idiot box this morning. Uh, Jim Cramer, if, if you follow him at all, the Booyah guy, and if you watch the Billionaire Channel, you may not. Uh, but if you do, uh, really kind of telling everybody how it really was. Hey, this is a great thing for the stock market. And it is. For the American worker, not so much. Uh, and, and that's really the hard part, I guess, for me uh, in looking at all of this. Uh, the the tax bill was unfortunately a big giveaway to Wall Street. That's really what it amounted to. Uh, some of us, in, in, and I'm in the right state, right? If you're not in one of those high-tax states, we will save a few bucks. I think I'm going to get like $800. Um, but uh, the thing that, that I thought was really good, the probably the if you wanted to really get a fair assessment of where we really are, uh, Ken Langone gave an interview this morning. For those of you that don't know who he is, uh, he is tabbed as a founder of Home Depot. Yes and no. He was the the guy that set up the money for Home Depot. So and 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 in that became you know became uh, one of the owners of Home Depot. wasn't his idea, but he was the financing arm behind Home Depot. Uh, Big time billionaire. Uh, he was out on uh, CNBC uh, this this morning, and and really had some interesting things to say. First, he talked about uh, the tax cut uh, and that it's a very, uh, it's a good thing, right? And he was out there, you know, hey, it's a good thing, and, and it's great, and, and talked about, hey, it's okay that I'm going to pay more in taxes. And he's a resident of New York, and, and he said, it's okay. And, and as I was listening to him talk about it, one of the things that, that angered me was, sure, it's okay, right? Yeah, so, and I don't know what he pays in taxes, okay? But let's just say, he, because of it, he's got to pay an extra $5 million. He's a stock guy. He owns billions of dollars worth of stock, and by just the, the stock rally alone will more than offset anything he had to pay in additional tax. But it wasn't that part. For, you know, it wasn't really about uh, the tax cut. What he really talked about in most of the the interview had to do with the national debt. We're going to talk about exactly what Ken Langone says needs to happen now when it comes to uh, dealing with the deficit. Pigeon Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. I do need to apologize, uh, and I said it on the air Friday. We we had to close early Friday. Uh, As you know, Arlene's still recovering uh, from surgery. Uh, We may have an Arlene sighting here this week, uh, if not the week after. Um, But I, I had a doctor's appointment Friday. And my my wife, who has been filling in, she she couldn't. Uh, she had things that she had to do, but I had to go uh, to the eye doctor. And I've been having you know headaches, and and I'm getting to that point. And I knew because the last time I was at the eye doctor, they're like, you know, it's kind of borderline. 
for bifocals, but you're going to need them. And like any true idiot man out there, I waited for the very, I mean, to the point where I, I was getting daily headaches because I was trying not to do it. And I finally broke down. My wife got me an appointment, and I went in, and and uh, it really is amazing. Uh, when, when he goes in there, and you know, and they they put the thing up, and this and that and the other, and and how much better I'm actually going to be able to read things. And you know me, I read a lot. Uh, so uh, I was not here on Friday. We had a lot of messages for. Uh, the polar bears that we had run on Friday, uh, and I apologize because we, we 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 weren't able to to answer your phone calls. Wendy has been trying to call. If you were if you had left a message with a number, Wendy has been trying to contact you this morning. We do have some roles left, uh, and let's say you know, thirty. I don't want to sell any more than that because I can't replace them. There. I mean, it's all uh, that they have. If you don't know what I'm talking about, on Friday. It's the second time, I think, that we've run these. Uh, this is a Canadian mint coin. This is a Canadian silver coin. It's an ounce and, and a half each coin, an ounce and a half. Uh, they come in rolls. There's 15 coins in a roll. Uh, so you get 22 and a half ounces. You know, where, where a standard roll, you get 21-ounce coins. Uh, these have 15-ounce and a half coins. And we were running them at the cheapest price in the country at $435 a roll. That, that put us about almost $5 from the cheapest. And I think today it's maybe $4 and change. But we, I mean, way cheaper than anybody in the country. Uh, most of the dealers out there, uh, this is a, one of those big ripoff coins because it's a novelty. You know, the they made these in 2015, and then I think they made a polar bear, a wolf. You know, they're they're making this a collector's series. Uh, but at at twenty nine dollars uh, for per per coin, you're looking at uh, nineteen dollars and thirty three cents an ounce for for silver, which is a really really good price on a a government hallmark silver coin. Uh, we got about 30 rolls of them left. Uh, if you want to get in on that, uh, they're $435. You know, and, and when when I come out and we've done this a lot. Listen, we're really we've been doing this a long time. We take a lot of pride in treating all of our customers uh, with honesty and dignity, respect, and all of those things. And then, of course, by offering great opportunities and this is just another one when we're, it's one thing to be the cheapest in the country it's another thing when you say hey we're the cheapest in the country by four or five dollars a coin uh, on a 29 dollar coin that's huge most of these the cheapest guys sell these things for about 34 bucks so uh, about 510 dollars a roll uh the the, coin, the the people that advertise on the tv they sell them for like 50 bucks uh so uh, saving huge savings here on the pole, ounce and a half Canadian polar bears. Like I said, this is the second time we've done this. Uh, both times, same thing. We're saving you like five bucks a coin. They are really great looking coins. I, I mean, they're impressive. I don't know if they if they they maybe put a, a a really big shine on them. Wendy can tell you, you can pretty much almost see your reflection in these things. That's how nice they are. 
but really what makes them great is the price uh 435 bucks at 800 9510592 and then uh yeah so i had the i'm 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 getting my bifocals. I'll let you know. And, and the doctor said apparently it takes a little getting used to. So he, <laughs> it was so funny because he was telling me now, he goes, hey, try not to, uh, you know, go up on any any ledges or beams or, or or anything like that because I guess it'll throw off your your depth perception and things. And he told me a story about a steel worker who uh, – Walked right off a girder. I probably and I'm like, yeah. I don't know if you see me. Uh, yeah, I don't do anything in the in the heights department, so I'll be okay. But nonetheless, uh, I'm glad that it's over with. I'm, I'm excited to get them because I'm ready to get rid of these headaches, and I'm actually ready to be able to see again. That'll be a great thing. Uh, but getting back to business, so Ken Land goes out right, and he's talking about, oh, it's so great. And isn't it great? I'm so excited about this. Ta- and I, it's okay. I'm a billionaire. I'll pay more money. And he, he named a couple of his buddies, Jim uh, Stanley Drunken Miller, right, one of my favorite guys. He's friends with him. He's like, ah, he's okay, too. And, of course, yeah, sure, they know. Because here's what he really wanted to talk about. Okay. What needs to happen next? And this is really... Uh, what it is that we're, we talk about here. What's really coming? Because there's all these sideshows to uh, the, the main attraction that we're leading up to here. Tax cuts are great, he said, but the only way to really get America's financial house in order is to cut debt. And it's so funny because I'm like, well, if you believe this, and all of your billionaire friends believe this, why aren't you saying so, right? They didn't say any of that to get the tax cut, right? Hey, now that we're all going to be bigger billionaires, now let's talk about it. The United States should risk a very significant recession. This was Ken Langone this morning. The stock market will have to drop to get this done. He says that uh, in, in talking about what needed to happen, I don't know what he means by very significant recession. So what I guess what he's trying to say is, hey, this isn't going to be the garden variety one. Now, the last recession I would classify as very significant. And he's saying, hey, we need to have one of those again. The stock market's going to take a big hit. But he said it would be worth it to reset the spiraling debt and the deficit trajectory. And, and I'm thinking about, you know, the, the tax cuts are actually going to make it bigger. One of the things that he said was, hey, you know what, it'll be good for a lot of people, and maybe we can try to grow our way, right, try to grow out. We wanted to grow out of this debt in the 90s. It couldn't get it done when it was at $5 trillion. Now it's almost $21 trillion, and, and 
And really, I think this is the biggest thing that, that all of these people really know. Behind all of the facade and, and, and the braggadocious nature of talking about Wall Street. If this was the Wall Street of 50 years ago, it'd be fantastic. It would be. If this was Ronald Reagan's Wall Street. Because how Wall Street went used to be how America went. Of course, that was back when most of the companies that comprised the Dow Jones actually made their products right here in America, which they don't do anymore. And, and nothing in this tax bill prevents any of that. But it's the thing that he talked about the most that I thought that I really enjoyed was the trajectory part. Because right now, if you believe the numbers that are out there, and these are the best case scenario numbers for the debt. Ten trillion dollars over the next ten years. Now, yesterday or yesterday, Friday, we talked about what happened from November of 2011 to November of 2017. The deficit went up 5.8 trillion dollars in those in that six years. It went almost a trillion dollars a year over the last six years. This is the six years of quote-unquote recovery, right? This is six years of the greatest stock market rally since the dot-com bubble. And the deficit of the United States was going up a trillion dollars a year. And now they want you to believe that somehow over the next 10 years it's only going to go up another trillion dollars a year. Over the next 10 years, and I think Ken Langone, without saying it, right, he, he said the trajectory of the debt. Because he knows. Right? The guy's a billionaire. He knows. Good friends with Donald. He knows. A bunch of his buddies worked in the administration. They know. We're probably looking at a deficit. And, you know, and I've been saying $40 trillion. I'm actually worried that may not be big enough. So one of the things that I will say this, there was one good question asked of him. How can we cut spending? Because really the entitlements are the ones that are causing all the problems, right? Like somehow that's, that's the only thing that's doing it. And that's kind of when he went into the growth thing and this thing. Listen, there's no good answer. When you think about where we are today, over $3 trillion Matter of fact, with the tax cut, when it gets approved, things that right now are deemed untouchable, okay, so Social Security, Medicare, defense, 
And by the way, this isn't the defense spending that Donald wants yet. This is just, uh, I'll call it the regular defense spending. And interest on the debt. Okay, so if you are out there and you say, listen, we can't go to old people and tell them, hey, we need to cut your Social Security or your Medicare check. Medicare, and I throw Medicare, Medicaid into one bucket. Right, we we can't cut the fat. I mean, look at what's going on all over the world. Right, Our defense, we're not cutting that. And interest on the debt, right? We have no choice, but we got to pay that. That will equal more than the government takes in right now. Right, so we're already in debt with just those four items. And so, where do we cut? And now I'm going to tell you, by the way, we're adding a trillion dollars a year today. And actually, this year it'll be more than a trillion. We're well over a trillion. I mean, we added $725 billion in 12 weeks. Now, to be fair, a lot of that was catch-up, right? Right? Because we, we pretended not to count the debt for about six months. You're going to tell older folks, Hey, you know what? We're going to give you less this month. And next month, and next year, and the year after, and the year after that. You're going to tell them you're going to pay less for their health care and all of those other things. Is that what we're going to do? Or is that what we have to do? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll talk about that next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Special counsel Robert Mueller's top prosecutor, Andrew Weissman, has a track record of over-the-top prosecutions ultimately reversed on appeal. As pointed out in the stinging expose at TheHill.com, Weissman had a lead role in the destruction of the accounting firm of Arthur Anderson and the loss of its 85,000 jobs. He sought a conviction that the U.S. Supreme Court unanimously reversed, but only after it was too late to save the company. Supposedly, Mueller's conduct is made constitutional by a modicum of supervision and accountability that he should be receiving from the Department of Justice. But judging by Mueller's off-the-rails indictment of Paul Manafort in October, Mueller is not being reined in by Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein or anyone else. It is time to do so. President Trump, for whom the Department of Justice works, should begin by demanding an accounting of how much money Mueller's team is wasting, and Trump should tweet that information directly to the American people. With Attorney General Jeff Sessions having recused himself from this issue, Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein is supposedly in charge of Mueller. But Trump can fire Rosenstein and should do so if there is not immediate transparency on Mueller's expenses and significant changes that rein in the runaway prosecutions. Mueller's team is obviously picking the targets and then searching for crimes, even obscure ones, to charge that target with. Renowned Attorney General and future Supreme Court Justice Robert H. Jackson observed in 1940, 
Therein is the most dangerous power of the prosecutor, that he will pick people that he thinks he should get, rather than pick cases that need to be prosecuted. Manafort's indictment also tosses in a laundry list of demands for forfeiture of assets, a widely criticized technique of prosecutors ordinarily reserved for drug kingpins and notorious criminals. But its message is for other Trump supporters. Tell us what we want to hear, or you will lose your home too. That is tyranny by prosecution, and Trump should instruct the Justice Department to stop it. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Do you like what you see at the Trump White House? Will President Trump continue to advance conservative ideals? At phyllisschlafly.com, you gain complete access to Phyllis Schlafly Eagles news updates and commentaries and can track our work on Capitol Hill. Go online often to phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Pedro Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. In addition to the polar bears, uh, we have U.S. $20 Liberty gold pieces on sale today, $1,315. Silver right now is down 5 bucks at $1,274. U.S. $20 Liberties at $1,315. Uh, this morning at 800-951-0592. You know, and really trying to figure out where do we go from here. Uh, and I hate it. I said I don't I hate sounding like a liberal. This tax cut was horrible. It was. If it was just the middle class tax cut, I'd been okay with it. Right? That's okay. Uh, but it was a giveaway uh, to to Wall Street and and unfortunately without the other stuff that we needed right if they if we lowered it to 20 percent and then we said by the way all the all you companies that had moved jobs overseas were slapping big tariffs on and all these things and forcing uh the american worker back and getting the hyperinflation that we needed yeah you heard me say it right if we're going to grow our way out of it as ken lungillen said we're going to try to do that's what that really means. Right? We got to bring all the jobs back. Not the ones, hey, no offense. Right? There's hard working. Being a waiter or a waitress has to be. I don't know. I've never been one. But I don't want to be one. Because I know I have several friends of mine that own bars and restaurants. Several of them. It's a hard job. I'm not talking about, you know, owning the restaurant's hard. A waiter, a waitress, a cook, a, you know, cleaning the dishes. These are not glamorous jobs. Driving pe- drunk people around, um, Uber and Lyft. These are not glamorous jobs. And the job doesn't even have to be glamorous, but it's got to pay. You know, and they keep saying how there's no inflation and all of that. If any of you know people that are on fixed income, you know that's not true. And we talk about what really is going to happen. And, you know, when I read these ridiculous articles, well, you know, if we just raise the retirement age, the retirement age, it used to be 62, then it was 65, now it's 67, right? And it hasn't helped at all. When I first started doing the show, we were supposed to, Social Security is supposed to run out in like 2042. 
Now we're down into the the 2032-2033 num- area, and I'm going to tell you we're probably going to meet somewhere around between 2025 and 2027. That's where we're we're going to end up on the whole Social Security, and 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 parts of it already go under, right? We. Uh, the disability fund, and, and there's other, there's certain parts of the fund that go under sooner. But what are we really going to do? Have you really started thinking about it as Ken Langone said, hey, we need to do something? Because if we don't, right, here's the part, he, here's what he said was going to happen when we do something about it. Wall Street's going to take a huge hit, and we're going to go into a very significant recession. Now, what he didn't say is, well, what happens if we don't? I didn't hear that part. And see, that's the part that worries me. Because I don't believe for a single second that Congress is going to do anything of the sort to address any of these deficits. Because here's the reality, why? (laughs) That ship sailed, right? They're like, hey, you know what? We had a chance to do something about it in the 90s, and we didn't. And, And I guess the part that really comes next if we don't, and the reason why you didn't hear Ken Langone, in my opinion, talk about if we don't, is because he doesn't want you to really know how bad it really is. And and you sit there and you think about what is going to happen. They're, they're going to raise rates here next week, right? Yeah, next week, yeah, the 13th, something like next week. We're going to raise rates another quarter of a point. What most people don't know is that equates to 50 to 75 billion dollars to the debt every quarter of a point and it varies because you know the the <laughs> the fed funds rate that that the the bond market really isn't functioning very normally matter of fact remember what i said to you friday and i know it was hard we had a lot going on on friday but uh they were talking about, Charles Evans was talking about, it was either Evans or Bullard, I can't remember which Fed governor it was. We could have an inverted yield curve as early as next year, where the United States is paying more money on short-dated, more interest on short-dated treasuries than on long-dated treasuries. And, of course, we're supposed to, allegedly, the Federal Reserve is supposed to not, you know, they're supposed to be selling down the balance sheet, which means there's one less buyer in the market, right? Which means somebody else is going, in addition to all the new debt we're issuing, is going to be having to buy tens of billions of dollars more of debt every month. And now you, you, you enter into this era where every time rates goes, goes, goes up a quarter of a point, it's 50 to 75 billion. And, and 
and then it goes up another 50 to 75 billion. So if they go from 1% to 2%, let's let's do best case scenario. That adds 200 billion dollars to the national debt a year. On top of we're already doing over a trillion. Now you factor in social security and medicare. Those two programs. They they're going to add on a good year, uh, there's no more good years left. So they're going to add, between the two programs in the next 10 years, they're going to add a trillion dollars. Right, so you divide, you do the math, that's $100 billion a year. So now now we've just added $300 billion, Okay, We haven't even done anything yet. Okay, We, we, we passed the tax cuts. We're going to raise rates. And we got to pay for Social Security, and we got to pay for Medicare. We've added three hundred billion dollars to the national debt every single year, just by doing those two things. Now we have no idea what the well, and, and well, I guess we do. So if you take the trajectory of the debt now for all the other things that aren't Social Security, that aren't Medicare, that aren't interest on the debt. We add another couple of hundred billion dollars. So now we're already up to 500 billion. We'll finish with what it's going to be when we return. We got to get the trajectory under control. The tax cuts are going to add another $150 billion. Now, that's their number. My guess is they're probably going to add $250 billion. So now you're at $750 billion more. I mean, it's, I don't know how it's going to work. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think the tax cuts are going to facilitate the inflation, but not the inflation that the Federal Reserve wants. Right? They, they still want wage inflation. It's not going to happen. What is going to happen is we're going to uh, have the inflation of the entitlement programs, the inflation of the interest levels on the debt. We're going to have the, the inflation of reduced revenues coming into the government. And I think we're... we're this could facilitate a huge rise in rates that the Federal Reserve does not want. Because right now, they, they, for them, this is Goldilocks. They don't want to see GDP at 3%. I mean, think about that, right? The Federal Reserve doesn't want to see that. They really don't want to see 4%. That would be horrible. 5% would be devastating, right? Because they would have to be raising rates. But then, could you imagine a scenario of rates have to rise because the amount of debt issuance, right? We we have a problem. Already, we nobody really understands who in their right mind is buying a 10-year note at 2.3 or 2.4%. Nobody can understand it. Now they're talking about inverted yield curves. 
And, and then Ken Langone comes out and says, you know what, I, I love these tax cuts. It's great and everything. But you know what, the real problem is we got to start worrying about this debt now. Right Now that we've got the tax cuts, now that the billionaires got what they wanted, let's start talking about tax cuts. And he's talking about recession, significant recession. Donald Trump's talking about GDP of 5%. Could we have recession and interest rates rising out of control? I think we could. Right, I've been saying all along, I think we're in the stagflation environment. They just haven't gotten around to admitting it yet. Right? It's it's not deflation. Right? It's not the uh dent in his deflation. That's not what it is. It's not the inflation of the seventies. Because the seventies, everything was going up. Wages were going up. Right, all oh, prices were going up, and 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 it it was, it was that cycle. But now we've got a whole new problem, and all of them, all three of these, can be right, traced right back to the central bank. See, because they 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 don't want to even follow their own rules, and they talk about you heard all these Fed governors. Talk about all these tools in the toolkit and all the new tools that need to come. Which is their way of trying to manipulate the facts. Right? When they talk about these tools, one of them being now cryptocurrencies, when they talk about balance sheets and they talk about negative rates and they talk about think about we're going to raise rates to one and a quarter which every writing any of these people had ever done up until 10 years ago told you that was suicidal right i'd love to go back and hear janet yellen and ben bernanke now jerome powell all the comments they made about alan greenspan bringing rates to one percent for a year left them there for a whole year caused the whole housing crisis <laughs> right we were at zero for nine and and only through manipulation have you not really understood what it is that they have done. And Ken Langone is absolutely right. He already knows, listen, all of this is a big bubble. And he thought, I mean, don't take my word for it. He's a billionaire. <laughs> I'm nothing. <laughs> He's a billionaire. He's one of the richest men in the world. And he said, here's what has to really happen now. Okay, now let's talk about what really has to happen. We need a very significant recession, which sounds a lot like depression to me. Oh, and the stock market needs to get clobbered. Right, and what else? And I might as well throw this in there. And the bond market needs to get clobbered. I mean, that's what needs to happen. When you live beyond your means, we need Greece. <laughs> I mean... That's kind of what he's really talking about. And I'm trying to, I'm actually just trying to figure out what's going to happen when we don't do any of those things. 
And, of course, we just are going to make the problem much, much worse. But I think that we are in this period where wages won't rise. Businesses aren't hiring. Most of them, the and I'll say this, the the older ones, like GE, right? they're in layoff mode. It's a gradual reduction. You have the growth guys like Amazon, right? They're hiring. But what are they? They're hiring for $10, $11, dollars I mean, and they have, don't get me wrong, there's people that make a lot of money at Amazon. There absolutely is. But, I mean, most of the growth is, and it's in a job that's, you know, you're, you're a glorified shipping clerk. Which, by the way, they try to, you know, are creating these robots as fast as they can to eliminate as many of those glorified shipping clerks as possible. And the rest of you are just what? We're all just trying to keep our job long enough so we can retire. Pager Radio News Hour, final statement coming up. Final statement on a Monday. What did Ken Langone mean? If we we need to adjust the deficit by facing a significant de- de- recession, which I said sounds like depression, and Wall Street needs to get clobbered, right? You know, kind of like what we saw in 07. And I think about what, what environment are we really in. We've, we've had so much manipulation by the central bank. We don't even know what's real anymore. Here's the one thing I will say about Bitcoin, which I think is another one of these classic bubbles, but I don't know. It sure looks like it. Right? They always say these bubbles are so hard to see. It looks pretty obvious to me. But remember what it's supposed to be. right? Hey, it's something that isn't in the system. Right? This is they're trying to create a you know, whether it's a, a cryptocurrency like they like to say or whatever it is. Of course I, I say it's the ultimate big brother, but but the technology behind it anyway. But just think about what it is. And then now think about now the uh, they're going to allow futures to trade and it's going to get regulated. Uh, someone sent me and I forget who and I, and I apologize. Uh, great email about how the government's probably, you know, they're going to set up a back door, do it. Of course they are. They're going to do all of that stuff. You're, 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 I think you're naive to think that they're going to let this continue uh, without turning it to their advantage. But just think about what it is, what they want it to be. Right? We want it. We want to have something that isn't in the system. And guess what? They're, they're putting you in it now, right? All the trading on their platforms and all that stuff. You know what that means, right? The the original uh, thought behind it. You know, they kind of just tell me, oh, it's like it's the new gold and all that stuff. It's not. But the thought is that they wanted it to kind of be like gold. Right? Hey, it's going to going to trade outside of other currencies and be outside of the debt markets and and all of these other things and and uh i think it just kind of shows you how scared the people are that really have big money i mean because we think about it bitcoin's like eleven thousand dollars 
And I'm sure you can buy, you know, $100 worth. I, I, I say that without knowing, but, you know, who's got 11 grand to drop on a Bitcoin, right? Yeah, I'm going to buy some Bitcoin today, you know. Uh, but think about what it really means. Why? Why is it worth $11,000 today? What does it signify? And I think what it's really telling you is all of this manipulation, right, it, it isn't real. It distorts the reality, right? Having rates at zero or 1%, buying trillions of dollars of debt out of thin air, right, those are illusions. They can't last. And they all have the negative side effects, right? It's like when you take a prescription drug to, to fix one thing, right? All it does is create 30 other problems, right? Next thing you know, instead of being on one medication, you're on 15, right? All in the hopes of trying to keep you alive for a little while. Problem is, it only lasts for a little while. When it ends, that's the thing none of us know. But Ken Langone sure thinks it's coming a lot sooner. 800-951-0592. Everyone take care. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we'll be back tomorrow.